Hello, Cyclocross friends, and thanks for tuning into episode 317 of Cyclocross Radio. We're back in the media pit, uh, talking about, well, the, the, the curse period, kind of uh, a bird's eye view of that. We get into some different specifics, some of the bigger stories that happened during that time. Then we uh, look at all of the national championship races that happened and then look forward towards Benidorm, Hogerheide, and Cyclocross Worlds. Nothing really to plug today. I'm, we're we're going to get right into the episode. I, I will remind you that Cyclocross Radio is part of the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network, your home for independent cycling media. Go to wideanglepodium.com. Please, uh, if you haven't already, become a member. Uh, you can follow not only us, but the other shows on the network and support them individually or as a whole. And we would love your support in doing that. Also, the uh, CXR's Bulletin. I plan on doing some more notebook uh, submissions for that going to back to Europe leaving next week we'll be there for Hogerheide Worlds uh, possibly also Hama uh, so go to cxhairs.substack.com sign up for the CXHairs bulletin and still have some shirts left so go buy those at cxhairsdistro.com that's it that's all the plugs this is episode 317 of cyclocross radio we got michael we got zach we're talking about the curse period nationals and every tangent in between and we're doing that right now We're back in the media pit. Finally, back in the media pit. We had a a, a cursed period hiatus, but uh, uh, we're now post nationals, and we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to try to touch on the cursed period some, but I think more just hit the hit the highs there, and then also uh, get into some national talk, and then just uh, look forward to what what's what's coming up next with Benidorm and. Hogerheide and then the world championships and then Zach's favorite time of the year, the post worlds. Um, Mm. (laughs) I'm okay with it. If you call it Swex season, if you call it Swex season (laughs) or Swecuary, Swecuary, it's been a while. We haven't recorded in like a month. I, you know, and, and the last time we recorded, what did I do? Wow. Chew and mount. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I completely botched it. So I'm just like, I don't know. But like, look, I'm willing to support February racing if you call it something related to SWAC. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm always fine with that. Well, I mean, like it ends in March and like, so can we just call it like SWARCH? Swear, smart. Swarch. <laughs> like SMARCH? Like SMARCH. SMARCH. I mean, yeah. You know, Curse Period XL, it was, it was a, it was a big... Curse, curse period extended. Curse, great, the great curse period is over. We are now into that. We then we hit national champ weekend, which sort of is the next chapter forward. And then we come into what the two World Cups, and then we're at Worlds. I mean, we're sort of the last. This is the last part of the of the the true cross season. Anything after Worlds is, is March is is bonus, right? I mean, but this is it. Yeah, and and after a while, and having been there and done. Did I think I did like six races in ten days or something absurd like that? Uh, it all blends together the curse period, but there was some really good racing. Yeah. But I think that the 
The thing that we would be remiss to not talk about a little bit is the question that I posed to you, Michael and Zach. <laughs> Bill, who won curse period? <laughs> oh, man. Now we're like just, yeah, I like that. Who won curse period? I'll tell you who won. Well, it's the same yeah. question that you're going to it, it ask. Is. It's the same question. No, I like that. I know. like phrasing it like that. It's who won curse period and probably same answer who is the greatest cyclocross racer in the world right now. Michael. It's got it's gotta be Maddie. Maddie Vanderpool. The guy is he, just on a run. He's a machine. You know, I was listening to another podcast and they were trying to dabble into Cyclocross and they were they were asking these questions like, why is Vanderpool so good right now? Why is he so much better than everyone else? And you know, there was like, oh well, Wout and Pidcock aren't they're you know they're focusing the road season and you know and, and i was like that's the guys vanderpool has been this good what happened was he was bad for a couple of years he was injured vanderpool's just back to normal we're back to the norm- normalcy of the vanderpool reign so this is not a surprise to the old heads but we are seeing once again a dominating streak and it's it's impressive. yeah. It was those times, those years where we were like, oh, he's doing more road, and then he's coming back, you know, and 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 he would still win, and then he got injured, and then he was just it was harder for him to win, but he was still winning, and now he's just back to just winning. It, it it's uh, has it. Here's the question, Zach. The, the debate that would go on when he was like just ripping off 40, 50, 60 races in a row was like, is it boring now? And some people would say, yes, it's not boring. And other people would say, oh, but there are great battles behind, which is always, you know, sort of that F1 argument. And 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 then the 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 other faction would be like, I just like, he's it's, it's like art. You know, just watching a master <laughs> at work, just watching him ride a course, which um, I never bought into that one. Until this year, where now, and maybe it's just the novelty of it, but seeing him come back, to where he was before, I think, and knowing that those first couple times when he was doing it, he was 19, 20, 21 years old, and now he's a little older and maybe won't be doing this forever, but who knows? Um, it was kind of cool watching him just go out there and destroy everybody and just show off that skill that, that, Nobody else has. And that's, that's, it's exactly what Michael is saying. It's not like, it's not like that skill ever went away. It's not like his ability to, um, to handle a cyclocross bike ever went away. It's just that now he's able to do that thing where he says, uh, all right, 1500 watts for the next um, minute, go. And then just rides away from everybody. (laughs) And then the race is over. Well, I mean, he's healthy. I mean, I think that's the big thing is he figured out his back thing. And I, we have to remember that he's healthy in the prime of his career. Uh, and I think uh, I'm with you, Bill, because I think we were going to be deprived of this. It was like, you know, the last two years were great because he was injured and like, Wout could have a fighting chance against him. Uh, but I think we were really potentially deprived of seeing a, a, a rider go into the prime of his career healthy and do you know, it's like it's it's like yeah, LeBron was great, but take away his time on the Heat when he was doing the Cavs, uh, you know, NBA championship. Take that away, and you're like, yeah, the LeBron experience was pretty cool, but like to lose 
the prime of their career. Any of these, you know, these players, Kobe Bryant, like Steph Curry, to lose that would be really a disservice to sports fans. So I've kind of enjoying it. I mean, I think in this modern era of having uh, streaming services, you can watch the first two laps and then just kind of fast forward after the really cool thing happens. You know, back in the day, we would still stick with it watching in our VPNs. Uh, so I'm sure for, you know, the the one lap when he makes other riders who are winning World Cups look like little peasants and little ants while he's just like dominating them is pretty cool. And he's been doing it in a very, it's been fun to watch just the, the sheer ferocity that he can unleash with these attacks that we haven't seen. Uh, so I am enjoying the Vanderpool Renaissance as well. I think one thing that's a little bit different, at least is he's, he's older, he's mature. Uh, he doesn't have to go in the first lap. He doesn't have to go in the second lap. He's actually sometimes sitting in till later. Um, and I think that's enjoyable to see. Cause you also, you get, you get the guys going at the front trying to see like, is he having a bad day? Should I go for it off the front? Um, the other thing though, is like, it is great to see the, his like skills like on, in, you know, on, on, on this, on the, during the race and, and watching him do it. But the, also the good thing is like, he's not doing the entire season. We're not having 30, you know, races like this where he's winning. We had the first first two thirds of the season where he wasn't there. We had the great battles. And then, so, and then, and then, you know what he's skipping, he's skipping nationals. You know, he's letting the other folks fight it out. Um, so it's a little bit, you, so it's a little more, it's a different style. And I like that. I mean, I'm able to like watch him beat everybody and not be bored because of the amount that we've seen it. So, but I do have some bad news folks. Um, I think I came in hot Wait, before, before you get to that earlier, let me just, because I just want to like yeah. play off your, your nationals thing, because I think that's going to come yeah. into uh, another person that we're going to talk about later on in the show. But for now, for Vanderpool, what luxury? I just want to think about the luxury that this guy has, just the position that he has in that we know that there's a hierarchy of jerseys. He's already the world champion right now. There is absolutely no reason, absolutely zero incentive for him to race nationals because he's already said that he's racing worlds and unless something catastrophic happens, he's winning worlds. So why would you just waste a weekend racing nationals for a Jersey that you're just going to put in into a drawer with all of your other jerseys that you can't wear? No, that's a good point. I mean, he had no incentive to race euros. I, I mean, obviously that was before the season, but yeah, like I can just take off all these other Jersey races because I'm, the biggest favorite potentially ever for a world champion for a world championship. Almost to the point that like, I don't want to wear another Jersey if I don't wear a world. It's like, it's not, it's, it it would just, it would just show, it would just be a constant reminder of me blowing worlds. All right, Michael, I cut you off. Go back to you. I just, I have bad news. And earlier this season, Vanderpool was, was, releasing hype videos like getting psyched for the season and at the end of that video he you know he was playing he's playing golf sunset shot hitting the ball and i was in i was like vanderpool is my boy we golf we like bike racing cool then i'm seeing all these videos lately of him rolling up to cross races in a lamborghini sorry that's that's not me that I, I can't get with car guys. I, I, I do not care about cars at all, especially that kind of car. Like, 
if I saw Wout roll up to the cross race in a van, in a minivan with his kids and his wife, like I can respect that. Like that's the kind of guy I want to hang out with. Vanderpool pulling up in a Lamborghini. Nope, I'm out. I'm I'm off. I'm off Vanderpool. Sorry. I, I hate to break it to you though, right, Bill? He's been on the Lambo train. I mean, he's had a Lambo. Oh well, yeah, and it was now. Porsche before that. But th- but this was I, this was I, it was a Porsche. It like, wasn't off road Lamborghini. Does that get him any points? It was an off road yeah. Lamborghini. I don't. I I don't even care. I don't. Do you? Don't are, are, are you? Cars, are you worried? Are you worried that the 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 frunk of the Lamborghini can't <laughs> can't hold uh, sticks. What I'm saying is that we 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 like that you know we gotta pick we gotta choose our battles and our evils that we align ourselves with. Obviously I'm I'm doing the golf thing. It's bad for the environment. It's using water resources. It's it's full of people who suck. But I'm going with that. Cars, cars, I don't wanna I'm going to let someone else. I know a lot of cyclists love cars. A lot of cyclists become like fans of car racing. Not into it. Don't care about it. So I've got to pick my battles. So sorry, Vanderpool. So, so are you, are you, are, are, what team are you? Are you teamless? What have you just changed allegiances? What are we doing here? It's <clears throat> a good question. I need to, I need to discuss this with the family, uh, calling Emily and see what we should do. If you notice, I didn't ask which of the other big three you are going to support because is there? It, it, there's not a big three. We we were even before the curse period. We were already you know into yeah. that, and then Tom Pidcock got uh, got the equivalent of schoolitis, what was it, like crossitis or something, where he was just sick of racing cross, so he was sick and then couldn't <laughs> race cross, um, and just took his bike and went home. Uh, so not a big three, but. Wout, kind of the same way. Just was like, kind of got fed up with it. Took his bike and went home. Not even a big two. The, the whole, every, like, what happened? Zach, what happened to our animals? Are they just, like, wandering around in the forest now? <laughs> yeah, lost? That is where we left it. I forgot that we left it. And we were so excited. and They got poached. We were asking people to come up with new animals for the, I think we still should come up with new two squirrels and a lion. <laughs> I think squirrel still works for Pitcock, like the quad squirrel. <laughs> I'm still into that. What was what was wow? Was wow the the rhino? It was the rhino. Yeah. Oh, what okay. a what a I in this world of rampant inflation, I it's been like deflation of the the big three. Is he a, and- is he a bear and he's hibernating? <laughs> But what kind of bear is he? Is he like is he like a ferocious bear or is he like one of those teddy bears that's, you know, gonna come out and not do much? I it was funny. I wish that we were recording because you could have seen in real time in the uh, media pit text chat of the deflation of the big three. <laughs> it was it was like an exponentially decreasing function of like going from three to what was it like? Two point five to like one point seven five. One point one five. It was pretty funny. So I have a note on the big three, and it sort of became less urgent to talk about as Pitcock and Wow didn't really do anything else. I'm looking at Pitcock's results. It was like two one eight three two twenty five twelve. He's done. He's gone. Um, but obviously the big three like. 
maybe not results-based. Obviously, the big three, the sort of ma- amount of, I don't know, fervor, fan favor they do bring is bigger, and they are sort of big. Any of these guys and their sort of records dim- sort of cast a shadow over any th- anybody else in that cross field, really. I mean, you could... I don't, I don't know. Stybar maybe has more of a road Palmeiras than anybody else than like Ellie or Sweek or so. There was a case for calling them the big three, but it is hard to to square that with a poster with all three of them with a race coming up, and it's it's just Vanderpool, and those two are just back there fighting it out. That's my only argument for the big three. So Holst. <laughs> Holst is in- an interesting, yeah. Uh, lots of things. I think if we're going to talk about one race during the curse period, we should at least spend a little bit of time on Holst. And maybe not even even from the, the racing point of view. And I know that there, there were... I will, I will say that there were three notable incidents at that race. One, I think everyone knows about and has been talked to death, and we can talk it to even more death, which is the spitting. The second one is uh, the um, photographer that got pushed into the drink. Um, If you read the bulletin, I talked about that already. We don't really need to relitigate it. The third one that we were just watching, breaking down, analyzing, rewinding, doing just like, like Cosmo's got to get on this. I got to, I got to send this clip to him was Pitcock's crash at the start of Holst and the aftermath. So just shit start for him, you know, gets, gets mixed up and he's trying to put his, the, the, the first just great part of Pidcock at the start of Hulse is he's trying, he's working to get his chain back on his bike and he reaches down to his rear derailleur to like get the chain back on and you see his hand pull back up and he has his whole rear derailleur in his hand and he just does like this take to camera like, you have to be kidding me. (laughs) So what he does in response to this, like he's already like, I am over this. You know, you read the results. He's like, I'm done. And he gets his bike. He shoulders it. If he had turned right, he would be heading down the rest of the starting grid, running to the pits. First thought, best thought, he turns left. And he's like, I'm going home. I'm going back to the bus. I'm out of here. He turns to do that. And they've opened up the course crossing behind the the, the starting grid, and there are four thousand people now crossing the course. So he can't get by. He's like he's just this wall of people. So he's stuck. So again, he just looks and he goes. He's like, "You have to be kidding me!" So in, out of just frustration of not being allowed to quit the race because there's no exit from the course. He turns around and just starts running. I I think just out of anger of not being able to go to the back to the bus and watch whatever football games on the TV. And he just starts like taking off and then ends up making it 
to the last lap and like just passing people a long way. But he like ran a long way. But just the just the frustration, just like I'm done. I'm cutting my losses. I'm out of this race and just not being able to. And then just being like, "F it, I'm just gonna race." And like 45 seconds has passed, and then he gets gets on his way and and finishes the race. So that that was like my top highlight from Holst. I mean, there's there is joy in rage quitting. And then to be denied the ability to rage quit. Yeah. <laughs> and then have to race, which maybe plays into what happened later, right? The incident. Oh, I think it was. I think that what happened, yes. And that was, an, that was I guess, the fourth incident. Um, that, yeah, I, I, I think that that was just pent up rage and frustration just even even from, from the beginning. Um Let's just get to that. Talk us, talk us through that one. Well, I mean, it seems like Pidcock is racing his way back, and the he's you know he's back racing against people he's not he doesn't know. Um, these are people who are probably I don't know what position he was at that point, but they kind of go up a slight little incline, and he wants to take the inside line, and he comes up on the inside of, of some rider, and. He headbutts him. He headbutts him. You know, Tim, Tom Pickock is, is smaller than this guy, so he hits him in the ribs and not the shoulder or the head. It, he, he he attempts to push him out of the way, claim his space, very much like his his countryman, um, the Manx Minsel, uh Cavendish, um, uses, the, uses the head to, you know, announce his, his arrival and to get out of my way. Um, the other rider kind of notices, and, and then Tom goes on his way. I don't know. I, he... But it was all caught on the broadcast, which was which is pretty great. And so the question, you know, I put to you, Bill, was it a block or was it a charge? You know, did he was he there's offense or defense there? I I looked at that and I felt like there was more movement than actual contact. Yeah. I just it, it wasn't I, I don't know. I, I, I think I I have to believe when Pidcock saw that clip he was probably more embarrassed by just the ineffectiveness of of his headbutt and the lack of power than that he was actually doing it <laughs> like like the like he, he he i know he knows in his heart this isn't something i should be doing but probably what hurt him or what he was more embarrassed by was like oh what a just a crappy job of doing it he, he looked like a like one of those like <laughs> bobbing birds you know they in the waters it's like doink 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 yeah so i i would just if i'm a re- especially if you're at the nba level that's just that's just no call that's just incidental contact okay all right all right let it fly i mean yeah right you're right because he probably didn't he probably didn't actually hit him wow the okay. pity we're not even gonna call this like we'll go to the monitor and we'll just be like wow that was it's it's like like don't rub it in the the opposing team is already up 25 like just just let it slide uh, so but like there's no i mean is there is there a mechanism so like i feel like though in in sports they would go to that would be a, like a $30,000 fine that following week right like they would go to the to the tape and be like the league has issued a $30,000 fine for Tom Pitcock's incident. We'd watch it a bunch on SportsCenter and all that stuff and talk about it. I mean, I don't know. Could he get, could someone get fined? Like, who would find them? <laughs> like, after the fact for uh, for an incident like that. Well, there was fines handed out in that race. 
or at least one fine for Matthew Vanderpool spitting on a fan. So there is, there is a mechanism for doing this. Sorry, sorry, Bill. I had to pull up the video. Yeah. There, there is contact. I, I I'm can not see saying there's con- not contact. The, I'm saying yeah. it was some weak contact. It's meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's an attempt to do something. I think the intent is there by uh, Pitters to get something out of his way. I, that's that This wasn't be, Robbie McEwen level. It's a charge. Headbutting. No, I mean, they, well, it's crossed. They're going slower. <laughs> but I, I think I think it's a charge. I, I would call a foul. I'd blow the whistle. Charge. Yep. Um, so just but, like common foul? Are you calling a common foul? Or are you giving that a flagrant one? Ooh, uh, common. I think, yeah, I don't think he's going to get a flagrant. No. I think it's just All like, right. come on. I mean, from behind, though. And that's a, you know. All right. Well, now you, I don't know. I, I, you guys, I don't know much about <laughs> basketball, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I just felt that was out of frustration. I think that uh, that field was enormous. I think there were over 110 people possibly starting that men's field. So whomever it was that was the headbutt T um, probably has a good story to tell. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he didn't wash that jersey. He, he saved it. The skin suit never washed it again. This is where Tom Pidcock parted the big 1.25 headbutted me at Holst in 2023. But I, but I also just, I, 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 you know, we're making light of it. No, he shouldn't be headbutting people out there. But on the other, on the other side of it, it's like, it's, it's the type of thing. It's like he's not crashing anybody out. He's trying to make his own way through there. Cyclocross is a physical sport. Cyclocross is a contact sport. This is just like, yeah whatever yeah it's it's minimal it's also like it's minimal speed right like if what the the sort of ramification of the headbutt really wouldn't do much because there's not a lot of force behind it and speed do you think he yelled sport leader coming through (laughs) i sure hope he did i think that's actually you know what bill he probably did yell that from behind and they did not and and uh although of course he's you know technically was actually behind those guys. He, I saw arguments online like they should let him pass. No, it's like, well, no, well, that's not. No, not they're on the same lap. Yeah, them. yeah. Um, but wa- watching this highlights, I did. I did remember something very important about that race was the um, young Thibaut de Grasso, and he had he had a pretty good miniature mullet, little flow going. So I'm wondering if Vanderpool was like, "Hey, Rook." You got to grow the hair out, you know, kind of like super troopers where they make the cop grow the mustache like they're like, come on, got to grow, got to grow the flow. Do we do? We, is it worth even talking about the 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 spitting? Is that like a whole other discussion? Do we care? I mean, I, I care. I mean, I do. You, I, what do you guys? I want to know what you guys think. Do you think like the. You know, cyclocross is the fans are so close, right? That's the part thing we love about cycling. You get access to the riders. You're right there up against them. Um, And I don't know. I I couldn't imagine doing this, but some people decided they were going to boo, you know, the world champion who's who's winning the race. And, you know, Vanderpool, when I first saw it, his reaction, his speed, I was like, I don't know, kind of seems like, they deserved it, like to get spit on by Vanderpool. I don't know, like if you are booing him, I don't. 
should he have not done anything? I don't know. I, I guess I was initially on his side, even though I'm not technical on his team, but I was on his side in that situation. I was curious if you guys thought, like, did he, you know, break a sportsmanship rule? Like, obviously, he got fined, but, like... But wasn't there some history of, like, the other, the fans doing similar stuff to him? I felt like that was part of it, or am I not... There was one... Remembering that correctly. There was one... I think it was... Uh, post on social media of somebody who was there claiming that they were like spitting throwing beer and throwing urine on him right it just seems like an overreaction to getting booed there there was no no confirmation of that at all so maybe that happened maybe there was a second spitter um right second spitter You know, Holst is pretty famous for its grassy knolls. I that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. I mean, at least, like, he didn't go for full Richard Groendahl. So, like. But don't. But in, in, in our current environment. Isn't that almost more acceptable? To, to, to stop and get off and, and. Well, either to, like, shove somebody or kick them, you know. Uh, or whatever, or just chase them down. You know, we, we, we've had other incidents of this. I, I think the spitting is a bad choice of, of all the things. I, I just, yeah, I, I think so. A bad look. I don't think he cares. I don't think it's going to hurt his sponsorship at all. I don't think anybody's, but just, just spitting in, 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 in the world we live in right now is probably just seems, seems like a bad choice. Uh, but, yeah. you know, on, on the other side, it's, This has been a complaint from the Vanderpool camp for years, right? I mean, this isn't this isn't the first time that, yeah. that we've heard this. Like Audrey, through Matthew's whole career, has threatened to, you know, advise him to stop racing at these races if this was going to be the way that they treated him. I. So I, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't really move the dial for me one way or the other. I just think spitting's kind of gross. Um, <laughs> and maybe, maybe there are other ways to, to show your, um, show that you're not happy. Uh, I also think that there needs to be better security at these races. And if people truly are unruly and if they are messing with the racers leaning in there, making him go around, anything like that, get him out of there, kick him out of the race. You know, kick him out of all the races. Tell them they can't come back. I have no problem with that either. Uh, I, I will say this, though, on Matthew Vanderpool getting booed in that instant, which is interesting because it's in the Netherlands was the place that he, he had right. this problem, but it's, you know, still overwhelmingly Belgian fans. At the races I was at that Vanderpool was at over these past, um, over the curse period, the cheers were deafening for him. Hmm. I would say even so Coke he was racing against Wout. Again, if it's a closer race, maybe it's different, but just as big, if not bigger cheers for Vanderpool when he would come around. You would the the women's race would end and you would know the second 
that Vanderpool was on course for his recon laps because you just heard this wave of sound going around the venues when he was out there. When he got to Zonhoven, it was insane. I mean, and there were not booze. I mean, there might have been booze, but, you know, I think I wrote about this, but they they were drowned out, if anything. Just the adoration for this guy is just enormous. So... I understand his frustration. I understand that there are assholes out there. There are always going to be in sport. Don't forgive it. As I said, if you can kick him out, kick him out. But at the same time, he's not hurting for love. Uh, it's just he is truly rock star out there when he's racing. Well, maybe they were Australian fans. Very, or at least – so here's my question. Were those fans Australian? Or they're just staying in a hotel in Australia. <laughs> I, that's good. I mean, that's a good yeah, question. I don't, I don't know. know. That, that, that's, yeah. I get yeah. it. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. So Vanderpool is the greatest cyclocross in the yep. world. Holst was full of incidents. We haven't mentioned anything on the women's side. Um, is now the time i mean it's all we're just we're just pushing back the time that you and zach have to like you know i can just i can just sit back here and let you um say your piece sure let's do it so we had a uh we had a great conversation uh the last time we recorded uh we were debating numbers and you know the what it means and what you what you're allowed to to dish out um, I mean, I, I heard someone refer to a team's big three last night uh, on a college basketball game, and I can tell you that they're not a good college basketball team. So apparently it is ubiquitous. Maybe I have been put in my place. Uh, but I, it, was, it was an interesting discussion. You know, we, had, we were coming off a race where uh, I think Puck Petersa uh, had finished ahead of Lucinda Brand. Uh, she had finished maybe third, second, uh, Antwerp. And Bodie, you know, you had your top three can't have a top four that's just for whatever reason you know three is a good number that's how we do podiums and you know you put left puck off your top three you put I her number you put her in number four uh and then puck just had a curse period uh so Bodie, i just i was curious i mean like are you taking credit how are you feeling about that are you cha- are you changing uh you know have you changed your opinion i'm just curious to hear from you because uh, we missed so much uh, after, you know, after Antwerp and your proclamation uh, to where we're at right now. Oh, well, I just what I did was I, I just I just the big three just made the, the quad squad. We've got okay. we've got four. OK, OK. With the, the quad squad of. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think I agreed that I didn't think Puck would win any more races or win any races this year. And then she ripped off four in a row. Um, so you know what? It's okay. Sometimes you have takes and sometimes they're wrong. It's great to have, like, I'm glad that she proved us, quote unquote, proved us wrong. She didn't prove us wrong. Um, that she won because it kind of changed the dynamic in the women's field, right? We had Femme winning everything and, you know, and here comes Puck and then she beats Femme. She ends the streak. Um, we've got, you know, dynamics but you know femme is a little bit injured and you know and then then pucks doesn't race certain races so femme femme come back and wins um ball right 
But then what happened to Puck? She goes and loses nationals to Brand with a broken nose. I mean, I mean, like, who's to say who the best Dutch female rider is? I mean, it's femme, obviously, but like things are the, the quad squad. We'll just we'll just widen the net. It's the quad squad. Um, and there we go. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But I mean, we we agree that like I, Fem's gonna win worlds probably. Like what what yes. odds? What what level of certainty are you putting? Because like I'm struggling. I think in, in like the build up, right? There's always that like the build up to worlds. That's we watch these races, we overreact to Hugerheide, uh, so on and so forth. I think it's like. 90, 95% chance that Vanderpool wins worlds, 97%. I mean, but it, it, it kind of seems like still, despite all the things that are happening, we saw it last year, right? Like Femme was down, you know, she had a bad uh, kind of post curse period. She was really bad at nationals, goes to Spain and just comes back as a machine, right? And is back to her winning ways. And it seems like history would suggest that that's going to happen again. So like, what kind of odds, like how certain are you feeling about, about worlds? Or is it like, is it truly like a little bit more open? Does femme have a better chance of winning this year? Like vis-a-vis last year? Yes, I think so. I think through the start of the season, you know, she did, she has like, has a little, she's nursing a bit of an injury. She was kind of sick, but I, she hasn't raced since what I guess has almost been, it's going to be over two weeks now. She's in the camp. Um, I think when she came back, she looked good in Coxida, Um, if I'm remembering that race correctly, but yeah, I, 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 I do find it hard to say, I think Femme's a top and I do, I didn't was able to watch the Dutch women's race, so I don't know what that separation was in that race, but I, I still think that it, that's a second level below the second tier in terms of odds with uh, Brand, um, Puck, and Celine. It's got some back injuries. Got fourth at Dutch Nationals, so maybe she's maybe she's the the fourth woman not on the, my three person podium now, but she's still in the catch all quad squad. As, as much as so, as much as you may have lit a fire under Puck, and, and led her to these to these wins, we'll, we'll take credit for that. You guys can take credit for that. Just just questioning yeah. her, a little bulletin okay. board material. She's saying, "Hey, these guys, uh, these three guys in America, don't believe in me anymore. I'm going to show them." And and <laughs> and and she did that post Namor. We were talking up Alvarado a lot, like Ooh. coming back. Ooh, Bill's coming in hot. Coming back. Bill's coming in hot here. Healthy. Back to her world championship form. Still kind of on the podium, except for for nationals. And, you know, we'll, we'll discount Holham that she um, DNF'd. But is she... Is she is she is she falling off the pace? Did she peak too soon? Is she going to be okay for Worlds? What are we thinking on Alvarado? I mean, her stonks are going in the wrong direction. Uh, definitely 
not going up. I don't know. Isn't that but isn't that the the fun part about getting the Benendorm experience from last year and getting this experience of this this race in Spain when everyone has gone off and gotten rejuvenated and spent some time in the sun is that I don't know, we get like we get to see who's the most rejuvenated. Uh you know, so with this weekend, um this is all to say I don't know and I don't know if I'm ready to make any proclamations, but uh, perhaps we can overreact to both Benendorm and Hugerheide in the coming weeks because, uh, yeah, it's like what what form is puck carrying? You know, will Alvarado be back uh, to her form? She certainly needs some rejuvenation after you know an awful awful fourth place finish, uh, terrible terrible result <laughs> fourth place at at nationals dash nationals. So here, here's here's the question. Bodie, you you're putting Femme at the top of your list, putting Puck second. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, okay, mm-hmm. so that's th- that is kind of the question. So what? Where are you putting Brand at second? Where where is where do where do that second I, third fourth I, slot in? I don't know. Okay. I don't like I said. I don't know. I mean, I think Puck found some form, benefited from an ill undercooked or not undercooked under out of form. Sorry, not out of form. A little bit injured under the weather. Femme. Brand was racing strong. You know, it broke her nose. And did she she DNF that race that that Puck won, right? So Puck, one of Puck wins comes when Brand falls in her face while yeah, leading. Zonhoven, she had a pretty good nose. lead before she face planted. Right. And then Puck loses to Brand at Nationals, who has a broken nose. So that leads me to think that those sort of stonks or maybe sort of crossing paths. You know, you got to you got to hit it at the right time. Puck really hit her nice little bit of form at the right time. So I I I still think it's a toss up who is who's like second um who's third. Alvarado looking fourth. Although Alvar- I would say Alvarado is I would slot her in fourth, but Alvarado is leading two of the standings. A little bit of back injury. Puck and Puck and Brand, even though Puck had four wins in a row, I'm still not calling it for. Her. Sorry, fans of the of the show. Zach, are you willing at this moment to pick as the world champion winner Lucinda Brand? She's peaking. She's coming in at the right time. She's played. She's she's the program is playing out perfectly. Those I, lines are hot, man. Those lines, lines are hot. Are hot. I especially in the Netherlands, the Lions are so hot right now. Uh, so I mean, so I the the question not a technical course. Tabor, not a lot of climbs. Okay, big power course. So okay, but also Femfen Empel is better at being, generally speaking, a power <laughs> rider on. <laughs> I don't know. So who's gonna fish fifth? Who you guys got oh, for fifth? <laughs> fifth at Worlds. Fifth at Worlds. Oh man. Um Zemanova. Casola. I think Casola's been getting she's got vibes right now, don't you think? Yeah. I feel uh, like yeah. Casola's getting some results. You know, the first the first name it's out of my good, mouth I mean, is gonna be Backstead, but she's not even in that race. Oh yeah, that's a good Still. point. Oh, so I was because I was gonna say Schreiber, not in that race but she's either. Also, yeah. twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, like, could could Sana could Sana pull off? Is this the national segue that we need? Could Sana pull off uh, the glorious 
semi-penultimate, well, really, actually, swan song at Worlds, right? The like, wide-angle podium. A wide-angle podium the to Swan-A, remember. The Swanee song? That would be amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> I will not. I will not. I can't stop believing that <laughs> the Swanee song on the wide-angle podium, brought to you by the wide-angle podium network, it is synergy. Love it, folks. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like definitely a analysis, like when we did Top Non-Dutchy a few years ago for the Bulletin, I feel like an analysis of like, who the hell's going to finish fifth in the women's race at Worlds, I think might be warranted. So uh, no one knows. I mean, who knows? Probably, I mean, Zoe is probably the favorite, but Sonic Hunt is on some decent form right now and she's getting some results. I mean, we had reason to activate Watch during curse period i mean we probably should have done an emergency podcast uh to to celebrate that but i don't know i'd love to see it just for us to be like hey she finished fifth and that's kind of where we're at if sonic hunt wins the world championship does she save sven van torenout's job (laughs) yes obviously (laughs) I mean, of course. For those who don't know, Sven Van Tornau, Belgian national coach, whose job has to be on the line right now, has to be on the line. We used to talk about how the Dutch just dominated women's cycling and just culturally knowing how the what the Belgians think about women's cycling, they seem to be okay with that, as long as they didn't dominate men's cycling. Now it turns out that the the Dutch are dominating men's cyclocross too, which is not going over well in 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 Belgium. I you have to think Sven's job's on the line. Unless even Belgium doesn't. Belgium doesn't care about cyclocross now either. And if they do fine on the road, then he's gone. He's going to do okay. But they didn't win that either. I mean, right? That is a good point. Like it is like a good test of like how much does cyclocross matter? Because what ten years ago, this seems like this would be unacceptable in terms of the lack of performance and just having Vanderpool just eat their lunch. And not you know, but Yoris is doing well and Lars is still there. So, um, but yeah, if they're just like, yeah, we actually don't really care. And this guy's doing a good job, like running a program, who knows how he's running a program, but if he's running the program, okay. And not being controversial and maybe his salary isn't too high. That's uh, a good test. I like that. Can he, can he go in feeling confident? This is a, the segue here, Michael into cyclocross world championships with Ily Ezerbeet, new Belgian national champion, first time elite Belgian national champion leading his squad. If he's confident about getting the medal, sure. Yeah, why not? You like you like a pull off a podium spot, maybe? Like he does have that third. He has. <laughs> Why would he, has he that be third able to pull off a podium? I mean, spot. he's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, do they have a team? Like, who's even going to help him in this race? I mean, maybe Mikey well, that's what V I'm can saying. chip like, I'm in. Saying, like, it could be an all Dutch podium at Worlds. It could be Vanderpool, Joris, and Pim. 
Like, I was going to say, it's going to be just the Dutch Lions who have been riding for each other all year. Like, my God. I, I Man, Ailey, 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 more weight has never been, making a grandiose statement here, more weight has never been on the slender shoulders of our, our short king, Ailey Ezerbeet. And will he be capable wow. of, of carrying that team? Because it ain't Lawrence. Probably ain't Mikey. Like, he ain't. You know, he's not exactly doing much this year. Like, who else is there? Nobody. I mean, we could. You're why sure? Like, who else is there on the the Belgian team? Jens Adams. Oh my gosh, Jens Adams. Could we have an all Dutch men and women's elite world's podium? Yes, easily, easily. Wow. I mean, I would say that that. I, are, the odds are in favor. Is of it that. more yes. right now? Is it more likely? I mean, what do you? What, I, I don't do odds. I don't gamble. But that's probably a pretty close to like a two, to, maybe like a two to one, maybe like a three to two. Pretty good you bet. Know? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the the odds are pretty good of, of of making that. I bet you could. You're not getting good odds. You're not. You're not making a lot of money off that bet. Unless that's not a good bet. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Well, know I mean, I, the, the, is, it, is it good? I would say that the lock for second, not lock. The good bets for second and third right now, in either order, are going to be Yoris and Pim. Right. Yeah. So then you got Vanderpool. Yeah. Those two. Who knows what Vanderhaar is going to do? It's, but it's it's all down to our guy. I mean, it's whether or not Ailey does the thing or not. So, can Sven go confident into Worlds with the Belgian national champ, Ellie? That's all he's got, so he has to have confidence. So, yeah, that's to answer your question. Um, but, uh, all Ezerbeat taking the tricolor. Um, first one, I guess, you know, he's been winning things, got Euros a few times, but never won the Belgian national championship. So congratulations, Ellie. Well, I just, the, 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 the crazy thing with Ezerby, 26 years old, seems like he's been around for ever and, and kind of has, you know, I mean, he's, you know, yeah. he's his first world. I think one of the most memorable worlds ever where he was pretty much going to win in 2015 as a junior and he gets beat in the Czech Republic at Tabor by Simon Andreasen. Just this is your that is like, I know I go back to that well so many times because <laughs> it was such a freaking <laughs> incredible race. <laughs> but then he won two U23 world championships. I stayed, stayed. Everybody else was leaving the U23s. He stayed around. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, he did four years yeah. in the U23s. Didn't, what happened in 2017? Did he not race? Oh, he just must have been out of the, he just must have been off the podium. He had a year that he was really bad. Yeah, that was probably it. Oh, yeah, BL is. He got 17. Oh, okay. 17th. The, the flat tire. He must have got yeah. a bunch of flats. Yeah, yeah. That's the year Yoris won. Yeah. Simon Andreessen only got eighth that year, Bill. That's your other part of that That's, trivia. I mean, he had his time. He was he was a professional mountain biker at that <laughs> point. He was, had other things on his mind. 
Uh, <laughs> regardless, um, third place in the elites in, in uh, well, yeah, just three medals or two medals in the elites just the last two years, third place in each of them. But first time, first time Belgian national champion, which is, is pretty great. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this. I, I just, I just feel underwhelmed by the the Belgian field that was out there on the on the men's side, and it's just, it's just kind of crazy to say, you know. The, and I think Zach, before we started recording, you were the one that pointed it out, or I mean, all the players are still there. They're just older and n- not really factors anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's I with the Belgians, right? Like Sweck might be done i mean he's just been bad he's just been not good this year uh mikey v has been hurt you know and i think he gutted out that euros win but clearly just not the same rider uh you know we were talking i i made the joke that you know fast flashback to october literally everyone was all over tebow ness i mean his his stonks were never higher and he hasn't done anything since then so that's that's one young guy where you're like all right this was this could have been a guy who who contributes and competes and we we're like oh he's gonna be there this is gonna be we thought that it was like oh man the lions have someone against remember they were like oh tebow's the he's, guy he's the new, and lars he's, will work he's the for new him arts Right, that was yeah, that was what we're, we were. Sell- yeah, that's the that's the biggest shocker for me this year is that Tebow came in. I forget what what's that like uphill weird uphill race with the switch. Barrington, uh, Bar- Bar- he just played it like perfectly. Won that race where you're like, here he is, a new day is among is upon us. Um, but and then he won in Waterloo and tra- yeah. track headquarters, and it was it was yeah, like the story is meant yeah. to be. Yeah, we were like, we're like, is Lars working for for Tebow? GC and then, Lars, GC Lars started with Tebow. Yeah, and now now it's now it's Yoris and Pim, like two guys that we were just like, oh, whatever, they're there, that's cool. Uh, but I guess to the point, like Pim stepped up, right? We were like, oh, maybe, well, Ryan Camp, who knows what he's doing? Like, and then these other guys, I. Jorn Weishur and Emil Verstringe and all these other guys that we kind of talk about when they win you 23 worlds and stuff like no one else is like the guy we were talking about was Gerby, you right. Or Yerby, uh, Kuipers, right? Like we we're talking about her. Ger- is it Gerben? It's been so long. Yeah, what happened to Gerby? Gerby. He got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. He got hurt. You know, Jens Adams is having a renaissance where we're like, well, shoot, I guess we have to talk about Jens Adams. There's just like no one getting to the level, you know, of right. Like you bring Yoris in. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy was really good. And he's also still pretty young. So I think after years of like, I, the Lions have finally constructed the team. You know what, Bill? I don't know if there was a process, but I'm just going to assume that they were trusting it. And it's really bearing. It's, uh, I mean, they've built a squad. Yeah. Definitely paid squad. off for Nationals week. You know, I mean, if anything. <laughs> Hire all the Dutch, the best Dutch riders. Yeah. And then your son gets the, um, the, uh, <laughs> coach's son pick and uh flashes a bit of brilliance but uh oh before we move on just for the people who are um going to uh uh potentially post in the slack the the sandman did get third place at zonhoven 
So he did. He did. He did have he a glimpse. Did. Lawrence Swack did did show yeah. a little bit of that old Lawrence Swack uh, swagger, but um, yeah, no more races like that on the, cal- on the calendar until until we get to Smarch. <laughs> I feel like this. I like Swackuary. Swackuary. It's harder to say. No, no, no. That's harder to say. So it's more on brand for us. Hey. Oh. Oh. Speaking of mispronunciations did y'all see the the reel for Hulahem with tebow it, it was no, uh tebow yes did a um it was uh i think it was it's a friends clip it's like and she's like who and then tebow you know was mixed in there and he said who and then she says, la. And he goes, la. And he says, hem, hem, hula hem, hula hem, who? And then he'd do it again and do it again. He's like, okay, you got it. And then he's like, whatever in Dutch, gulham. You know, come out and see gulham. Come see us at gulham. And I'm like, thank God they can't even pronounce their names correctly. And they're joking about it. Stop giving us a hard time for not getting it right, not being in the culture. You guys don't even get it straight. So, and they're making fun of it. it. It was the greatest thing. It was the whole thing about how nobody can pronounce Hulaham correctly. Is it Hulaham or is it Gulaham? It is, Hul- it is Hulaham for the people in okay. that race, in that town, how they pronounce their name. Everybody else in Belgium wants to pronounce it Gulaham, but that's wrong. And that was the whole joke. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. So both, both Gs have the same sound, those soft Gs. Oh, can we, can we cut one of these for, for Louisville for every person who calls it Louisville? I think we certainly should. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right. I, know, I was just trying to look the, the corollary yeah. uh, off the top of my head. I can get down with an old friend's reference. So I yeah, I know. It was that. good. It was it was really well done, and he played it up perfectly. So if anything, he's he's still on the team for that. Uh, I want to yeah. segue. I think no, we're not, not actually segueing, but on nationals, I want to talk a little bit about the Dutch nationals the men's um, speaking of their possible podium sweep. Uh, Joris Newhouse wins Dutch nationals over Pim and Lars. So a little bit of trivia question for y'all. Joris was the first male rider to win Dutch nationals, not named Matthew or Lars since 2010, I believe. Do you guys know who that, other rider was oh god i was gonna say lars bone but i was like oh no his name's lars hmm i got nothing another bill you are correct (laughs) (laughs) oh my god wait did he ruin the question did bill ruin i I, know no i i I phrased it i said it wrong so who was who who, so who was it before lars boom then (laughs) Damn it. You want to start again? No, I Hang think on. this is better. I think you should leave it this way. <laughs> yeah, no, let's see. Um, yeah, okay. Who was it before Lars Boom? <laughs> I mean, what year was I'm not it? I'm even answering now. All right, here we I go. Broke in the game. All right. So, okay, so uh, <laughs> if your name was Lars or Matthew, you had a lock on Dutch nationals. All the way back to 2005, Whoa, 2006. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow! 
So Yoris broke the Lars and Matthews streak. Uh, the rider who won in 2005-2006, Gerben Dinet, Dignet, I don't know. Sorry, Dutchies. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. I, my God, I was just looking at the word boom. I was just like, ah, oh, fucking Lars, boom. Not even thinking <laughs> Lars, boom. <laughs> Uh, oh man, that was okay. uh, yeah. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, on Bodie's shtick. <laughs> you know, this is why we don't write jokes by yourself, or I don't write. You know, you collaborate, have a little editor catch it. You got. I mean, yeah, I, the the writers are back. You can have a whole writers' room. Since since we're talking about Dutch nationals, I, I want to talk briefly about. Another Dutch rider who unfortunately got injured on, on his comeback year, but uh, Jens Decker, who had an interesting tweet talking about European nationals, and this was uh, this this came in response to Blancavache opting out of racing nationals because it interfered with her road training camp with SD works in Spain. That's, you know, that's kind of paying the bills for her. So she did not defend her national championship and, and Jens proposal to avoid the training camps that are always coming up for the road on the same week as, as nationals for most of Europe and for the, for the UCI calendar. Uh, he, he, he says that cyclocross nationals in Europe should all, or all cyclocross nationals should all be moved to the U.S. date in December, so that more big names can be at nationals. Uh, I, I I know this because somebody tagged me in this, saying this is the flip, sort of the uh, uh, <laughs> Brad Peterson, the flip side of my ideas. You're going to hate. I think this is actually Jens has one of the a, a great ideas. People are going to hate. I love this idea. I think that it would solve so many problems for North America and also help Europe in their nationals as well. If we just moved all of the nationals to that third week in December or whenever it is that we have second week in December, whenever we have our nationals in the U S a, it would mean that North American, well, American riders, you know, Canadian nationals, another date, but U S riders would not miss out on any world cups they would be able to, you know, race nationals and then go to Europe and not miss out on any dates. It would mean that European racers, again, would all be able to uh, be at their races. You could have a Vanderpool, you could have Wow, you could have all these people who are fresh and in their training, yet not uh, weighed down by any mountain bike or, or road camps, be able to race and would be much more competitive national championships as well. And I know that we never do this. You know, there's no way that the UCI would bend to anything that's happening in North America. North America has to bend to everything that's happening in Europe. But wouldn't it be crazy this this one time they're like, hey, let's just do that. National, I mean, Worlds isn't at the end of the year. Nationals are never at the end of the season. So why not even just move them up a couple more weeks? So I love this idea. I think that nationals should be we could still have europe we could still have us uh, nationals in europe too we could do it all but 
<laughs> well, and this would this would work really well going back to the uh, the World Cup. You know, complaining and shenanigans, whatever you want to call it, because then the Flanders Classics could just get their wish and they could just start the World Cup right after they could start the World Cup right after Nationals. It's like the perfect you don't have to pick an arbitrary. Oh, it's the beginning of December or whatever. You know, you carry the World Cup season through curse period when we saw the crowds and the excitement and everyone's really stoked about it. I think it's great. Let's just compact it all you know, again, let's deflate it. Deflation is uh, the word of the the week here. Deflate it. Put the calendar there. I think it would be great. Yeah. So that was that was that was um, I thought something really interesting that happened uh, there. The the other thing that I wanted to quickly touch on, um, and I want to actually pull this up so I don't get it. Did you want to do you want to touch on the fact that maybe Blanca Voss did race Hungarian Nationals under an alias? Oh, okay, yes, let's touch on so that. Blanca didn't race. Blanca didn't race and win, but Yanka Farkas. So, I mean, I don't know. I just just I just want to just point that out. Yon- Blanca not there, but but Yanka was there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that gave right, me time. Right. Thank Saturday. you. That was good. Right, that was good <laughs> vamping. All right. So there's been some confusion out there. I just I I wanted to hopefully clear up some confusion. Uh, December 30th was the Holst World Cup. At the beginning of that day, Vita Lopez de San Roman won the junior race on the Holst course, which was an amazing accomplishment. Awesome race for her. Fantastic result. The confusion comes in in, is that this is being reported as Vita winning a World Cup race. This was not a World Cup race, and it's... It was the Vestingcross Holst, okay? There, there's a, there is a World Cup calendar, and there, part of that are Junior World Cup events. And there, there's a list of them. I think, uh, Michael, you had actually had them before. Um, if you don't mind, like, pulling that up just so we can, yeah. Yeah, I got it right now. You, so it was uh, started in Troye, in Dublin, Namur, Antwerpen, Benidorm, and Hogerheide. Those six are the races that are on the Women Junior World Cup right. calendar. And you can say, well, that's just semantics. This wasn't a World Cup race, but it's still a, 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 a big race and important. And, and I agree, it is a an, an important race. The, the difference is that all of the junior women who are competing for the World Cup weren't necessarily at this race because it wasn't a World Cup race. So great win, but still not the stature of winning a World Cup race. So it's a little disturbing when our National Federation, USA Cycling, is sending out stuff and probably wanting to to raise money on the fact that they had a junior woman win a World Cup race. And and they sent out this email to all of us, if you are a USA Cycling member, saying that Vita won a World Cup. She didn't. And it bugs me. And I sent them a message and I was like, hey guys, Amazing win. 
not taking any way th- anything away from Vita, I think she's going to win World Cups in the future. She's got that talent, and she ran away with this race, so you know it's absolutely possible. Just happens that even though this was on the day of World Cup elite races, this was not a World Cup. Bello News did the same thing. They called her. You know, they said that you know she made history by winning a World Cup. It it's just wrong, and it's 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 bad reporting from the media side. And it's even a worse look from the Federation side. Just just get it right. These accomplishments are going to come. I don't doubt it. I think that we have a lot of talented U.S. riders right now who are going to do great things. But let's wait until they actually do it at that level, at the World Cup level, instead of trying to force them into it when it really didn't happen. Okay, I'm going to step off of my um, um, box here. Anything else? <laughs> so we got Ben and Dorm this weekend? Yeah, the crit. So I, I don't know if he's going to do it. Because there are other bikes there that will probably be available to him. I hope he sticks to his guns here. Andrew uh, Strohmeyer basically said, not even going to have a pit bike at Ben and Dorm. Don't need it. It's too fast of a race. If you pit, you're done anyway. Maybe put some wheels in there just for the sake of it, but all I need is my one bike. I so want him to do this, but... Wait, but what is... Does it hurt to have a pit bike? This this is just like a little flex, a little He's just like challenge. it's so fast that you're... If you have to pit, you're basically done. Like, it's not like these other races where, you know, it's not a Havre or something where it's such a, you know... <laughs> you pit... <laughs> You still, everybody else is moving three miles per hour. You still have the opportunity to get up there. And everybody's pitting, right? I mean, those are like, it's planned pit versus mechanical pits. At Benidorm, you you shouldn't, the only reason you're going to pit is because something has gone wrong, not because the course is muddy. I need a new bike, a clean bike. I was hoping that you were going to somehow say that he was going to race it on a road bike. That, that would be I thought amazing too. Maybe. You're going to go yeah. there as well. Yeah. All right, Strohmeyer <laughs> Road Bike. This will probably be <laughs> I put this out after the races already happened, but yeah. Oh, no, we got plenty do of you, time. It's you, next weekend. I don't even know what day it is. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, Bill, you got a big editing slate. Um, do you th- well, Wow, it's not going to be there, but Wow maybe would have raced on his gravel bike. As we learned, he raced. No, I thought Wow is racing. Is he? Yeah, it's what I read today. I feel like Wout is racing. Is the chart? Okay. I thought he decided he wasn't, but... I want Wout. I mean, if if Wout... Do we consider Wout a captain yet on that team? Does Wout have the clout? Does Wout have the pool? Can he bring all the other boys with him? Wout clout? I like that. Okay. Come on, guys. Yeah. It's training camp. We're yes. going to do this is going to be some team building. Let's all get some let's go race some cyclocross. Come on, Jonas. 100%. Jump in there, race some cyclocross. Yeah, I think he could do it. I think I think Watt's the guy. I think Watt was immediately that guy when he joined the team. Uh, that's why they made all those uh, videos of him like mopping and washing bikes and then he went and uh, did everything on the tour. And Wout is known for his prowess that he's even being, he's like being used as like a metaphor in like, I was reading like British politics or Italian politics where someone is trying to like 
I might be completely skewering this, but someone was saying, oh, he's going to be the Wout of my transition team or something. I don't know. Anyway, so Wout's big. He's big in Europe. Um, And I 100% think he can get the Visma Lisa bike team to come down to Ben and Dorm to to ride their bikes over and uh, have a little beach race. If anything, they should just show up and cheer them on. Yeah, I love it. That'd be great. Does Ben and Dorm tell us anything, Zach, or do we have to wait for Hoger Haida? Uh, I haven't decided. I mean, I, I, you know, full disclosure, I'm super busy with my day job right now. Uh, and so finding time to, to do stuff has been really challenging uh, for me lately. But, you know, I am leaving the door open to wanting to at least say that I would do a let's overreact to Ben and Dorm post. So I'm leaving... I'm leaving the door open. I'm also open to the idea of overreact of not having it be like this is the race we have to overreact to. Like if some crazy stuff happens uh, in this one, I'm more than okay moving it up a week, moving it up a week, and overreact into this one, and just not putting that pressure on Hugerheide as you know tradition dictates that this is what we do. Perhaps there is a more spiritual race that needs to be overreacted to. Love it. Let's uh, let's end there, and um, we'll we'll come back and talk about that one next week. Wait, 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 guys! Do you think that Merrick Konwa is the Polish person Sana Kant? What? Do you think that Sana Kant was trolling the slow ride by? After she won her 15th, saying that 15 is much better than 16, so she's not even going to try for 16. 